0: Hello, and welcome to Quinn Cummings Gives Bad Advice. What is this podcast about? It is about me, Quinn Cummings, giving bad advice. Why do you call it bad advice, Quinn? Do you want to give people bad advice? No, not at all. I want to give people good advice, but I am not qualified to do this. I don't have a medical degree or a certificate of completion or any sort of credential to give people advice. I am not a landscaper, I am not an engineer. I am not Beyonce's stylist. I just like giving advice. And after hours every day writing political commentary and jokes, which requires following the news cycle on a regular basis, I just want to take a break. And I'm thinking so do many of you. So think of my blog title as one big disclaimer, like you get at the end of those pharmaceutical ads that can't promise to cure what you've got but must legally warn you what could happen if you take their stuff. Will this advice help me, you might ask? I believe the answer is in the title of the podcast. So let's get started. Our first question comes from somewhere on the Internet. Dear Quinn, Which three cake flavors should be in a wedding cake and why? Begin with the bottom tier. And is it ever acceptable to have a sheet cake in the back? Wedding cakes... Aren't supposed to be clever. In fact, weddings aren't supposed to be clever. Weddings are a ritual. You don't keep trying to improve upon a ritual. Who do you think you are? You are wearing the same clothing as everyone else in the mall. This is like going through an experience. All this to say, don't get cute with the food. I have never really thought about wedding cakes before because I haven't been married. But the minute I thought about it, I went, ooh, I like this. Because you need three flavors, which kind of can go together, like any two of the three get along, and you don't want to do anything clever. No one wants matcha green tea wedding cake, and I like matcha green tea. So, first layer, chocolate. A little heavier, a little more of a ground cake, even kind of looks like the ground, chocolate. Second layer, Raspberry, good on its own, not too controversial, you don't have the seeds to get out of your teeth. Third layer, now gonna have to both go with the raspberry and the chocolate. What are you gonna do, Quinn? (laughs) I'm going to do lemon. All three of them can mix and match, or you can have each one on their own, and nobody in the room is going to be annoyed. As far as the sheet cake in the back goes, This is the first I'm hearing of this, but it makes sense. Slice into the thing up front, take it in the back. Wedding cakes cost a fortune, and if you can save a little money on a tier and everyone looks up, oh, they're cutting the cake. Oh, I have to stretch a little further because it doesn't have that third tier, but they saved like, I don't know, 500 bucks. Oh, look, here's my slice of cake, and it's not shaped like a tier and it's like a square. Oh, I got some frosting with it. That is enough for most adults. And if you are an adult and you are at the wedding and the bar is open and there's cake on your table, it's enough. Are you complaining about cake? Are you five? It's enough. As long as we're here, quick digression. If you are thinking about getting married and you and your beloved just said to one another, you know what we should do? Is a destination wedding. No. No one likes a destination wedding. You have now spent all of their vacation money and time for the year, and maybe they didn't want to go to Zuatanejo. So go on your own, the two of you. It's called a honeymoon. Have the wedding here. Have it at City Hall. Don't get married at all. But don't do a destination wedding. It's just cruel. Dear Quinn, should I tell my boyfriend I had a miscarriage? He deserves the truth, but I don't want him worried about it going forward. First, I'm sorry. Miscarriages are physically and emotionally difficult, even if this wasn't a planned pregnancy. And I'm guessing the reason he didn't know you had a miscarriage is that the two of you weren't trying to get pregnant... And this was one of those 50% of all American pregnancies each year, the unplanned kind. Yeah, you absolutely have to tell him something happened. The same way you would tell him if you had been in a fender bender or if your evil sister had made you cry at Thanksgiving. You are going through something that at the very least would be a little more bearable if you had some support. And if this person is intimate enough to wear the title of boyfriend and get you pregnant... I would hope he would be able to be someone you could lean on in hard times. If you don't feel as if you can rely on him, that's maybe something you want to think about. Now, about the phrase, worried about it going forward, I'm not entirely certain what you mean, but if you mean, I don't want him thinking about accidentally getting me pregnant again, then uh, I'm going to disagree with you loudly. This is an excellent thing to worry about. If you two are old enough to have naked entertainment time and bonded enough that you worry about his feelings, you are both old enough and mature enough to have a conversation to the effect of, I had a miscarriage, which sucked. And what are we, you and I, two sexually mature human beings who don't want a child right now, going to do to make sure that doesn't happen again? If you're thinking something like, but I don't want to talk about Birth control and backup birth control with my boyfriend because he might feel weird. No, he might feel as if there are consequences to actions. There is, in fact, no time where that isn't a useful thing to remember. Dear Quinn, I love my new boyfriend. My new boyfriend loves hockey. I do not care about hockey. Should I fake interest in hockey? I can't believe I have to tell any woman over the age of 12 this. Don't fake anything. It's just unproductive. It doesn't work out well. It doesn't end well. I mean, okay. let's say you fake interest in hockey. And you go with him to a bunch of games and he's calling his friends and going, oh, my God, she's amazing. And she loves hockey. And he gives you hockey paraphernalia for Christmas. And then he gives you an engagement ring for Christmas. And then you're married. And like four years into the marriage, you're tired with the second child in your arms and you scream, and I've always hated hockey. Maybe there was a hockey Miss Wright out there for him. Maybe there was a Mr. Wright who did not care about hockey who was meant to be yours. You may not do this. Here is what you can do. You can tell him the truth. I know it's shocking. You can say to him, I don't dislike hockey. I just don't really know anything about it. And then you ask him, What is it you love about hockey? People love to tell you what they love and why they love it. And he will tell you about it. And you will watch his arms gesticulate wildly, as I am doing right now, as he explains this game that he saw or how his whole family always watched hockey together on winter nights. I'm a little unclear on hockey. But you will see what he loves. And maybe through that, you can learn to appreciate hockey. But he deserves to hear you say, eh, I'm not going to spend a weekend in Quebec for a game. But maybe you go with him to a game and then you do some walking around and look at architecture later on. Maybe it's a trade-off. But you definitely cannot fake it ever process not being far enough along in my career and where I want to be in life, parentheses, not married, not in a relationship, and parentheses, especially when I may never even get, say, staffed on a TV show, despite working really hard towards that goal and having some talent. It has been my considered opinion that the birthdays, which end in nine, make all people dangerously ruminative. There's a lot of Is this where I expected to be at this age? And the answer is always no. Next thing you know, you're making hugely bold, stupid choices just so you don't enter the year ending in zero the same way you are now. Divorce lawyers and bankruptcy lawyers pay for summer houses off of these years. Tread carefully. I understand the question, but I think you're asking the wrong question. You say... What if I never get staffed on a show? Well, you have very little control over that question, and feeling out of control is a highly unpleasant feeling that makes people join cults or CrossFit. I think the question is, what do I think getting staffed would mean? Does it mean that you're talented? Maybe. Does it mean that your work is recognized? Uh, well, I defy you to remember the names of staff writers on any show. Um, would it mean that all the work you've done until now has meaning? Okay, does that mean 20 years of work becomes meaningful if you get staffed for a season and never work again? That seems like a lot to ask of 22 episodes. I want you to seriously stare at what the writing really means to you when you scrape off all of the top bits. If it's something like, I just desperately want a wider audience for my work, uh, may I introduce you to the internet? People are figuring out how to tell stories in all forms of social media in ways that are satisfying to them, which allow them to keep their voices. I mean, I decided I wanted to tell a story at least five days a week on Twitter. It makes me a little money, but it makes me really happy. And I'm not having to mediate my work for anybody. Same thing with relationships. What exactly do you think a relationship will bring? Do you think it's mostly companionship? Do you think it's mostly sex? Do you want someone who makes you laugh and knows you mean Jeff Goldblum when you say, yeah, yeah, the tall guy from the commercials? I want a relationship is an understandable statement, but it is vague. The finer you can hone the specs, the more clues you have as to where this person might be. For example, if part of your dream is that they are your running buddy and you aren't currently running with a club, you might be missing out on your person. You mentioned that you're quirky. When you're surrounded by like-minded people, quirky is hardly noticeable. In fact, quirk is more like spark. You're a writer? Good. Write the motivations for the character you are and then make sure that character isn't missing chances to be happy. The ruminating times where you are right now, the the fallow times, suck because they don't feel productive. But remember that the phrase, know thyself, is at least 2,500 years old. This is our work as human beings. Take this time as maddening as it is, to figure out exactly who you are and how you can get where it is you want to go. So that in a year from now, you can look back and say, I have moved forward because I knew where I was going. I'm a 52-year-old perimenopausal lawyer, no kids, long-term relationship. And while I think the body positivity movement is amazing, I am not happy in my body, and one, I don't love exercise, and two, I have the metabolism of a corpse. What would you say to me that might unlock the motivation to put down that cookie and go take a walk? I am going to make a bold statement. You say you don't love exercise. Exercise is a wide, wide category. That would be like saying you don't like food. I mean, I frequently say that food bores me, but what I mean is most food bores me and I would live on burritos and tomatillo salsa for the rest of my life. Even in the thing that doesn't interest me, I find something which interests me. At the moment, you don't have motivation to put down the cookie. You may be annoyed that you are not the shape you want to be, but it's not really bugging you. Because you are a person with a graduate degree, and you have a fine, fine mind, and you get paid to be a lawyer, and if this were bothering you, you would do something about it. I think right now you're in the category of, oh, I really ought to. You're not going to exercise during, I really ought to. You'll buy a gym membership. You'll get a trampoline for the house. You'll do things that you will not do. Because right now, the incentive isn't there. I would suggest that if you feel like it, you look at different ways to exercise. For instance, I hated every workout in high school. I managed to have cramps, I think, for like eight and a half months of every school year because I don't like team activities and I don't like a ball flying at me. I had braces for far too long. When it comes right down to it, I don't care. Windsor loses the game. The teeth are staying unmarked. But I come to find out as an adult that I like fussy little exercise things I do by myself. I don't need a sticker from anybody. I work out on my Pilates machine. There are nine other people in the room. I do not care. I'm on my Pilates machine. So I would say, look at your personality, look at the things which give you pleasure up to and including food. What is it about the things in your life that make you happy that are similar? Are you a detail-oriented person? Do you enjoy novelty? Do you enjoy risk or no risk? I am risk-averse in the extreme. I am not going to climb things. I am not going to run unless something is chasing me. But if you can find an exercise that makes you feel as if it's making you more happy than unhappy, exercise shouldn't be martyrdom. You should finish it and say, I am now ready to go do my next thing, as opposed to, thank Jesus, that thing is done. Although, to be perfectly fair, I think that after every Pilates class, and then 10 minutes later, I feel amazing. Pilates is weird. Anyway. Anyway. Figure out who you are, what you like, and then figure out how to make that a workout. Or don't. You may not be there yet. Either way, enjoy that cookie. Dear Quinn, any suggestions for how to handle a teenager? My 12-year-old son. Ordinarily, a really sweet kid threw a complete fit this morning because we had to pick up his aunt at the airport. He adores his aunt. I'm thinking this is adolescence, and I am not ready. Oh, this was adolescence, all right. Your readiness is immaterial. It's coming. For complex biological reasons, adolescents naturally sleep later into the morning than any other group of humans, and this includes vampires. For the next eight years, if it's before noon and he's awake, at least 17% of his brain will be dedicated to self-pity that such pain as his can exist in a civilized world. Second, you know it's an adolescent thing because it's like the first time your then two-year-old son threw himself on the floor in the kitchen because you had cut his sandwiches exactly the way he had asked you to. You think now, as you thought then, what are you doing? You are making no sense. At least then you could console yourself by thinking, this human being is incapable of making sense or not defecating in his pants. Now you are confronted with someone almost as tall as yourself, someone who can use big words, make surprisingly sophisticated jokes, and was great company when you went to see the latest Avengers movie, and now he's lost his damn mind. You understood this was coming, but what the hell? First of all, I recommend a book that isn't coming out until September, which I know is a rotten thing to do, but oh well, it's called Wildhood. And it's about the adolescent behavior in other animals and why our teenagers do what they do, for better or worse. It's fascinating and it's comforting. His brain is literally changing shape, preparing him to no longer be under your care. Imagine his brain as a a house, which has served him well until now, But for it to continue to work for his growing family, he has to add a second floor and a hand dug swimming pool while still living on the job site. Some days you get a sense of how great the new house will be. Some days you see how great the old house was. Some days the septic tank explodes. None of this has anything to do with you. You are not the builder, you are not the architect. You are certainly not the homeowner. You are the neighbor observing. When he is taking your head off about a reasonable rule you have laid down, or he's ruining a family weekend in San Francisco by sulking on the Golden Gate Bridge because you won't let him play a video game in the hotel room, it's hard not to take it personally. But it's not personal. Try, whenever possible, to observe it and not engage with it if for no other reason than two people losing their minds at the same time is less than completely productive. So you're saying I have to put up with his rudeness? (gasps) No, no, you do not. His metaphorical septic tank is exploding, but he doesn't get to drain it into your house. Unless you have a sense that he genuinely cannot control his responses, you have every right to expect not to be yelled at, talked to in a contemptuous tone, or held hostage to his mood. If it gets like that, treat it as you would have treated a tantrum when he was two. Make sure he's someplace safe, tell him you are available for conversation when he has calmed down, and leave the area. If it seems that he has no control over himself and it's an ongoing problem, that's a conversation with your pediatrician. If it's garden-variety adolescence. What you are teaching him right now is the difference between holding his feelings inside until they blow out in weird ways and knowing that people who love him will always be there to listen, so long as he treats them respectfully. Think back to the idea of him building the brain house he will live in for the rest of his life. You are teaching him to put a fire extinguisher in every room. I will say this from personal experience. We had our days around here. Ooh, yeah, the kid and I, we had our days. Some of it was exactly as bad as mothers of older children are promising you. But mostly, I found my daughter interesting. I liked watching the person she became. Most days, the building of who they are becoming is a fascinating endeavor. I predict you will enjoy being the neighbor. Yeah, I think that's about enough bad advice for today. And remember, I can't give bad advice unless you ask for it. You can always find me on Twitter at Quincy, Q-U-I-N-N-C-Y, and ask your question there. Or you can always post a question to QCBad.com. Just go to letter Q, letter C, B-A-D.com, and there's a question form right there. Okay, that's it. See you next time.